Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. So, this week on the pod, we have our second edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. And man, I had a lot to choose from. <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's because, like, during the summertime, there's more attacks. That would make sense, yeah. right? That would make more sense. Uh, so, and we're going to do this uh, epi- this kind of episode every two months or so, I've been saying. Okay. And and uh, this is our, our last one was on episode three. And guess what? Guess what number we're on this week? Guess what episode we're on? Is it 11? 10. Oh, 10. 10. So. It's, we're on 10. The Jumping bonus the episode gun. bonus episode doesn't count. <laughs> but yay, we made it to 10. Woohoo! Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our... Uh, part our two-parter of Yellowstone, we covered lots of things there. Dangerous animals, dangerous pools of boiling hot acidic water that will melt your skin. Hmm. Especially if you dive in head first like our one guy did. Yeah. And we also cover the we also cover the story of the man who harassed the bison. We put out a bonus episode a few days ago, so if you want to find out the conclusion to that story, uh, go check it out on the bonus episode. But yeah, Yellowstone, that was a fun one. Yeah. I enjoyed, our, in it. I enjoyed our time there in Yellowstone. Uh, but before we get started with the stories I've collected for you, uh, I just want to thank everyone for joining in and listening to us. I work really hard on putting this together. It's like a second job or fourth job for me. <laughs> I, I have lots of jobs. And I probably work harder on this than any of my other jobs too, honestly. No, don't say that on the air. <laughs> yeah. and, and I make no money on it. But hopefully someday. And if you want to help us get to that day, what you can do is go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something nice. If you don't use iTunes, leave a review on whatever platform you use. It, it really helps us out, helps us get noticed and gain more listeners. I'm gonna. I need to get us on more platforms as well, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we're on a handful, but... We're on the main one, which is iTunes, but there's a bunch of other ones I want to get us on. Okay. Well, enough about that. What do you say we get started on some stories? Let's do it. So our first story, which I actually uh, put out on Facebook after it happened. So, hey, I'm keeping my promises. <laughs> it happened on July 5th at the Sibua Game Reserve in South Africa. Hmm. I... I I said that wrong, I'm sure. But uh, what happened is a guide spotted what appeared to be human remains. Oh, boy. The remains were strewn all over an area with thick brush. It was so bad that they couldn't even tell how many people it was. Gee. What happened, uh, these people were poachers, and they snuck into a game reserve to hunt rhinos. (laughs) But something hunted them instead, and that was a pride of lions. Oh my goodness. And at the crime scene, investigators did find three pairs of boots and gloves, so they think it was three poachers that were killed. Also found a high-powered rifle with a silencer, wire cutters, and an axe. The wire cutters and axe are used to remove the rhino's horn. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah. those horns are—they can be worth a lot of money on the black market yeah. and the um, medicine trade in Asia. We'll go over that again some other time. But okay. while investigating, one guy found what he thought was a soccer ball. 
Turned out to be it was his. Turned out it was a guy's head Ugh. with part of the skull showing. So maybe that's why he thought it was oh, wow. like the white octagon or hectagon, whatever. It is. <laughs> but yeah, he thought it was. He thought it was a soccer ball. It was a guy's head. Oh my goodness! And in order to get to the remains, rangers had to tranquilize six lions to safely comb the area. Gee. And we've talked about poaching before, but in this area in South Africa, it's become a huge issue especially with the rhinos. And in 2016, poachers killed 19 rhinos. Wow. Yeah. To protect this property, there are guards, there's dogs, and uh, patrol vehicles. That And the owner, Mr. Fox, says you literally need a private army in order to protect the park. Gee. He also says that it's devastating when a rhino is killed... But this time, there's a huge sense of relief. <laughs> yes. he, and the, he and the rangers are probably happy that the lions got to the poachers before they did, and they don't have to do anything. Like, the problem basically solved itself yeah. with the lions out there. It's, it's really is. It's like the Lion King, you know? Takes care of his territory. <laughs> you know? It's true. Nobody else can have these, only me. Mm-hmm. It sounded like none of the lions did. You even got shot either. No, no, no. So, man, they must have been pretty darn good. I, my guess is it was at night. And the yeah. the lions could get real close to them without them even noticing. That's the most Sneak likely attack, thing. yeah. But I'm yeah, sure. That's, yeah, one turns around. Jones, you still there? <laughs> What's, you, what are you growling for? Ah! Yeah, that's probably... I don't think his name would be Jones. <laughs> yeah. Probably Mumbabadawa or... Yeah. But yeah, that's that is the case, and uh, it's they're also saying that they're not gonna hunt the lions and kill them, the rangers. They're just gonna leave them be. Yeah. After all that, and I wish there was I wish there was more info on the attack, and but there were no survivors, so we don't know exactly what happened, <laughs> but we can take guesses. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it, it sounds pretty gruesome, uh, yeah. especially if a head could be mistaken for a soccer ball. Gee. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's a pretty crazy story. I like that one, though. And so that's our first story. Let's move on to our uh, story number two. Okay. This happened on August 10th in Pennsylvania. Hmm. We meet uh, Dan Worley and his seven-year-old daughter, Layla. They were kayaking in Adams County. And this guy, Dan, he, he looks like Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks so much like him. It's it's crazy, but uh, Dan and Layla were in separate kayaks, and their dog is nearby as well. When Dan says he felt something hit the kayak, at first he thought it was his dog, but it wasn't. So in Dan's own words, it was a big-ass crazy beaver. <laughs> what in the world? Uh, Dan also says it kept trying to bite and get into the kayak. He kept beating it with the paddle. Uh and this this went on for a few minutes. Paddle versus paddle. <laughs> yeah, they do have a paddle on their tail. <laughs> Things uh, escalated from there. Finally, it swam to the opposite side of the creek and turned and saw seven-year-old Layla on her kayak, who is oh, about no. 30 yards in front of Dan. The beaver heads right for her. Oh, no. Dan yells at her, telling her to go to the shore. He gets out of his kayak. They're only in, like, knee-deep water at this point. Uh-huh. And so he gets out of his kayak and starts heading, runs towards Layla. The beaver makes it to Layla and tries climbing up to her. And while Layla is it, while Layla is um, fighting the beaver, kind of, 
her father in her in her father's words says she is screaming bloody murder. Ooh. So Dan gets there and he punches the beaver back into the water. <laughs> he punches the beaver right in the face back into the water. But it just lunged back at him. And uh, in his own words, he was I was punching, kicking, and trying to get away from the big ass crazy beaver. And Dan took Layla to the to the bank and it followed still trying to attack them after all of this still trying to attack them they kept fighting on land too Dan started pummeling the beaver with rocks but it still wouldn't stop after about five big hits with a rock the beaver swam away for a bit but then came right back Dan grabs a big stick and smacked it on the head a few times and on the last hit, crushed the beaver's skull and killed oh, it. Wow. And at the end of all this, Dan says, I'm just glad it didn't bite either of us. Our sissy bloodhound hid safely in the weeds far away during all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like this, Dan. He seems pretty, like a nice, pretty, yeah. like redneck, uh, pretty yeah. tough guy. But uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan put pictures up on Facebook. Of his story, and it, it was a big beaver too. Like oh, yeah. from the pictures, it was a big beaver. The teeth on these things are massive. Like they have to constantly grind and chew on things, or else they'll grow out of control and like do like swirls. And, oh like, wow! Yeah, and look, there's even been reports, and this is the thing with rats too. Rats have to do this oh, as well, okay. and they have to keep gnawing on things, or else their teeth will grow way too big. And there's even been cases of. Like them growing so big that it'll they'll go into their head. Oh my goodness! Yeah, That's weird. Yeah, beavers are rodents, and so it's kind of a rodent thing. Oh, okay. Um. So after that, Dan contacted Pennsylvania Game Commission, where they took the dead beaver, and it tested positive for rabies. Oh, okay. Now it makes a little more sense yeah. now, right? And this isn't our first rabies attack story, and it certainly won't be our last. And a lot of unusual animals like beavers attack when they're infected with rabies. So I'm thinking about doing an episode all about rabies and what kind of and how it affects animals. I need to do a lot more research on it, but I think it's definitely something we need to delve into more because it's going to come up quite often. So it's like it's like rabies is like uh, maybe it's (laughs) like an abundance of testosterone in in. Like in the animals, it's like a roid. It's, roid a, rage, it's actually you know? closer to like it's a. Like, it's like a zombie. It's crazy because no, it's literally like a zombie because like their bite will infect you. Yeah, and that's transmit. True. Yeah, it's the closest thing you have to a zombie. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. I mean, there's nothing else. There's nothing you can do to get them off except kill them. Yeah, no, that's fair. If they just keep going, and, and even even docile animal like a beaver, you know, beaver. That's crazy. It's actually, I do know that rabies is, mostly affects dogs. It affects, oh, okay. And it's, it's it, I think it affects mammals. I mean, humans can contract it as well. And I know that, like, we, you we, don't, f- we don't go crazy. We just no, no, die, we do go. We? No, we go crazy too. Oh, really? But most people, you don't really see that because we have the we have medicine for it now. Oh. But it's yeah, it's like a zombie effect thing, and they I know people fear water. Huh. Animals and people will feel feel fear water when they have rabies. That must be the antidote. <laughs> Just yeah, so go swimming if something's attacking no, you. They're not going to like. Well, yeah, okay, maybe a beaver. Freaking out then. He'd be like, ah, 
I can't live here. It was in the water, so maybe it doesn't go for beavers. I don't know. We're gonna get, okay. We're gonna figure out more about rabies. Let's yeah, just say that. Yeah. We will do an episode about rabies sometime soon because there's a lot of other stories out there that are rabies. Okay. Influence. So let's move on to our next story. We are going to travel to New Orleans on July 15th at the Audubon Zoo. July 15th in New Orleans. That's going to be hot and sticky. And uh, I don't want to go there during that time. I want to go there during (laughs) other times, but I haven't been there before. Have you been there? No. Uh, Maybe. Maybe, maybe after Yellowstone, we'll maybe after swing Yellowstone, over. we'll yeah, we'll just uh, <laughs> it's not that far, right? <laughs> All right. So what happens on this day is that a jaguar escapes. Right. All right. So I get excited because a jaguar is my favorite animal. Right on. So you bet that I want to do a full episode on that sometime. Uh, and the uh, the jaguar is actually the animal on our podcast photo. That's a jaguar. Oh, okay. Some people probably thought it was a leopard, but it's not. It's a jaguar. Yeah. Did that on purpose. The jaguar is the third largest cat behind tigers and lions. And the jaguar we are talking about in this story is a three-year-old male named Valerio. Valerio. Valerio? Yeah. He was spotted outside his area by a zoo employee after he chewed through a stainless steel cable on the roof of his enclosure. Whoa. Yeah. And, yeah, this is, get this, so the opening was only about 8 by 10 inches. Jeez. That's less than a foot, That's right? Like a, it's like a cat door. Yeah, it's like a cat door. So, Valreo, I mean, this is a big cat, Had definitely had to do some squeezing to get through that. Yeah. But it is like, like cable, so paper. it's a little more maneuverable, I guess uh, you could say. Yeah. It's, it's stretchy, yeah. so it makes a little more sense, but, uh, it's it's yeah, it's like kind of like thick netting. With cable? Yeah, that okay. makes sense. And the cables actually meet the Association of Zoos and Aquariums guidelines. Huh. But zoo officials are now looking for stronger materials. <laughs> so, what did Valerio do after he escaped, you might ask? Well, he did what big cats do and started murdering the other animals in the zoo. Oh my goodness. He killed an emu, oh. five alpacas... What? Five. Alpacas are good size animal there. It's kind of like a llama. Well, how hungry was he? I don't think he's eating them all, but he's just murdering. What for? He's out and he's been holding back his rage. I don't know. Gee. So, five, an emu, five alpacas, and three foxes. Wow. And that's where he was spotted, was in the fox exhibit. He must have been he must have been out for several hours in order to do all this too. How would you like to be the zookeeper that finds them? Like Ooh, 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 whistling along. Hey, Mr. Fox, how you doing? What? No. Well, they just like pausing. Just like, oh, look, another one. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> step back. The jaguar's probably thinking, oh, more prey. Yeah, he might be. That'd be crazy. But yeah, I'm guessing it was at night because this must have taken several hours. And yeah, it must have been because a zoo employee found it at around 7 a.m. So. And the, use, the zoo staff used tranquilizer darts to take Valerio down and moved him to the zoo's hospital. He was found to be in perfect health and will not be used, euthanized or anything, so he'll, he's going to make it. Wow. So I I, was, I saw some pictures, and i also say that his exhibit was actually pretty cool looking. Oh, yeah? It was kind of like a Mayan theme. Oh, right on. Yeah, it was, it was a good looking exhibit. 
And I, I'm really excited because I, I want to really want to do a Jaguar episode soon, and it's kind of hard to hold off going off more about Jaguar since I like them so much. Oh, wow, yeah, that's crazy. There would yeah. be a lot on that one. Like you think they'd have security for a zoo at night? You think they'd have that's something quiet? there watching. I'm sure it was you know? quiet. You know what? Okay, I can't hold it. I'm going to say a few things about a Jaguar. Uh, so, <laughs> unlike most cats, Jaguars love to swim. They like the water. They are the largest cat in the Americas. They once ranged all the way up to the Grand Canyon. Wow. Yeah. Wait, but so where do they where do they live in the Where do they the live Americas? now? Yeah. The United States. So okay, so I was gonna say this. Uh there's now even video evidence of jaguars living in southern Arizona. In like, the wild? Yeah. Oh okay. like near Tucson. I mean there's Maybe like one or two of them, but they they do go all the way down from from Mexico all the way down to Brazil. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, they must have come up from Mexico, probably yeah. using a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so we'll do more about the jaguar, my favorite animal, on a separate episode. All right. So moving on to our next story, Dave. Do you remember? In our first edition of the recent animal attacks, and how we had several crocodile and alligator stories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? We got what? another one. Wow. This is an alligator story and comes from South Carolina. Oh, okay. I know. I'm disappointed. It's not Florida, too. <laughs> You'd think. But this story happened on August 20th ish. I, I think that's it, that might have been when the article came out, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Wow, okay. You know where that is? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we were almost moving to, uh, well, we looked into Myrtle Beach, moving to Myrtle Beach for a while. I remember Hilton you Head's were doing south, that. South of there. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So so yeah, it's not wow. a shithole? And it was, no, Hilton Head's supposed to be nice. Okay. Yeah. It sounds nice, yeah. But uh, similar to our last alligator story, it starts with a middle-aged woman walking her dog. Oh, it's don't a, they all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably in yoga pants. <laughs> anyway, Cassandra Klein, she's 45, was walking her dog. I didn't get the what type of dog it was. Never said, but I was walking. She was walking the dog by a nearby lagoon on her resort community. So yeah, I guess it's, okay. yeah, it is pretty nice. Uh, at around 9.30 a.m., her and her dog get close to the water when the alligator comes out and tries to grab the dog. Whoa. The rest of the story uh, comes from a witness, someone who witnessed the attack. Cassandra tried to rescue the dog, but the alligator got a hold of the dog's leash. And it didn't oh. get the dog. It got the dog's leash, and I imagine she had it, was holding on to it, uh-huh. and it was kind of like a tug of war. Like I wish oh. I could describe it better, but like think of a tug of war. And the alligator, the alligator was around eight feet long, so not a huge gator. There, we've seen bigger, but you know, it's, it's still pretty good size. Yeah. Um, and the gator pulls her into the water. Oh no. Her body was later found in the lagoon, and the alligator was... Well, she died, first off. Mm. Yeah. Her body was later found in the lagoon, and the alligator was shot and killed, but the alligator did not eat her. Oh, that's weird. I think it, maybe it just wanted the dog, and 
she put up a fight. I I don't know. Did uh, it kill her? Or was she just oh, it killed her. Drowned? I that's, that's I got that coming up. But uh, yeah, she most likely drowned. That's the most likely cause of death. The alligator got her and drowned her. Okay. That's I'm almost certain that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, she probably died from drowning. And oh yeah, oh yeah, and the dog. Uh, the dog is totally fine and escaped. Oh man! So the woman well, saved the dog. Yeah, don't know if this is quite what she was going for. But... Yikes! Oh, so there that's have crazy. Yeah, that's our second alligator story. In let's see, covered about f- both episodes covered about four months. So, and that's that's higher than normal. Gee, but uh, in this region in South Carolina on the island, there have only been two deaths since 1976. Oh. And the last one happened in 2016 when a 90-year-old woman wandered away from an assisted living facility and was later found in the pond. Oh. Yeah. See. So, man, crocodiles and alligators are serious contenders for animals that kill the most people. Yeah. Uh, mostly it's crocodiles in Africa and Asia, but man, our gators in here in America are very dangerous as well. Yeah. God, you know, that's funny though. Cause, uh, um, I, I have, I have a friend in Myrtle beach and he grew, well, he, no, he didn't grow up in New York actually, but he, he lived in Myrtle beach for quite some time and he had a boat there and I'm thinking, man, he's like, Hey, water skiing and things like that. I'm thinking, what, what, wait, <laughs> you go in, you go in the water. He's like, yeah. I'm like, aren't there alligators there? He's like, well, yeah, but every time you go in, they just, they skedaddle, they leave. And I'm thinking, still, I couldn't risk it. But I know Dave couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, you know, it's, you know, the water's used by humans. It's, even though there's a lot of attacks from alligators, there's not as many as you think there would be. Like, they no, don't that's true. prey on them. It's that's just exactly true. And then if you think about it, both of our, like dogs. Yeah. Know? Well, both of our stories involve dogs. Oh uh, yeah. So maybe they're they're after the dogs, maybe yeah. more than they are us. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, well, like I say, I say this about every animal and every story. But we're gonna we're talking about alligators at a future episode. Okay. We're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to them. <laughs> I promise. But let's move on. Let's talk about our next story, which takes pl- uh, takes us to Oregon. Okay, and this story is weird. This story is oh, super yeah. weird. The lady in it is like a hippie Jean Grey from X-Men. Oh, like, whatever. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> so Lauren Taylor, she came home on July 25th and found a cougar in her living room. Whoa. And that's probably what she said. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> and this is, this is where things get weird, okay? So Lauren says she used telepathy a loving gaze and a high frequency to eventually get the big cat out of the house. Well, you weren't kidding. Okay. So yeah, let me, okay. Let me get into this part. Good thing. Dark the Phoenix didn't come out. So she's, she says she consciously elevated the energy field to calm the cougar. She waited for it to fall asleep before she exited her home. And in her own words, Cats are extremely psychic and perceptive of energy, and this lion could have been dangerous and in an energy field of fear and anger. That wasn't wow. a really good hippie voice, but... Well, it's 
I can't contend with her. If, I mean, if, like, if, yeah, yeah. if it happened, that so, would be all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that this Lauren is quite the hippie. I'm actually surprised she didn't try to convince the cougar to switch to being a vegan and give it a kale salad or something. Oh, man. Maybe so, that's what she did do. It's yeah. like, you don't want a human. Okay, so she, so she uh, exited her home and kept an eye on the cougar. The animal remained calm and slept behind the sofa for six hours. Wait, so it didn't leave? I okay, well, it's going to it's gonna leave. Oh. But, but first, this happens. She let it sleep behind the she sofa? She let it sleep wow. behind the sofa for six hours. And, okay, this is the weirdest part. She adds that she used feline speak-eye blinking to keep the animal calm while she's looking at it through the window. Hmm. What the hell is feline speak eye blinking? Yeah, I mean, I've never I, heard of it. I, I'm, I don't think you can get a degree uh, at your local university. Dude, all I'm thinking either. is I can just picture like this the, uh, this hippie woman with dreadlocks staring at the cougar through the window, just blinking awkwardly. Yeah, <laughs> probably like probably uh, using a hula hoop and smoking a joint while she's it was at the it. after effects from one of the latest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, maybe that's what it was. Maybe the maybe she had all maybe for like from all her incense and maybe she was smoking or something. Maybe that's why the cat was so tuckered out. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. we're onto something. I yeah. just thought of that. The cougar could have been like, I'm going to get, wait a no, second. I'm I think good. I'm okay. Like me at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the concert. Oh, so yeah, she's probably swinging a hula hoop at the same time. <laughs> I can just picture that now. Just a cougar getting high and just chilling, man. Okay, but that's not all. This Another weird thing. Lauren says she sent the cougar telepathic roots of her house to the animal in the effort to help it guide itself out of her house. Ooh. What? Wow. How? By blinking? I don't get it. If, if it was true, man, the government needs this lady. <laughs> I mean... It's, Stare at goats, you know? I mean, it sounds, like, it sounds like she's a bit cuckoo, right? But, I mean... What, the, what that, the hell do I know? Because apparently the cougar walked out through the open door, through the yard across the creek, and through the empty field exactly where she showed it to. Wow. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe feline blinking telepathy works, and it's a thing, I guess. Uh, Oh, okay. How would you know, though? Nobody knows how to do it. Have you ever blinked at your cat? Yeah, I have, actually. In fact, I've trained him to wink when I wink. You're lying, right? If I wink at him, you'll see him do it. You're shitting me. No, I was showing the girls that you can, they'll vouch for All right, me. after this episode, you were showing me this All trick right. because I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think you're full of it. All right. Okay, and to put over the hippies, so <laughs> after the cougar left, Lauren and her friend played the drums to celebrate. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can get much more hippie than that. And I, I like, I make fun of her, but I, you know what, she, she actually did things right, if you think about it. She didn't. Uh, aggravate the cougar at all yeah, yeah. how can you make fun yeah how can you I you mean, know yeah you can't completely put down someone when but she does it right so works, i guess works out you know i you know what give her credit i mean that's what you try to do in the world is try to have everything work out so positively. It, so if you if i guess to our listeners if you think you might have a run-in with a mountain lion you might want to touch up on your 
feline blinking telepathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? So our next story, the guy in our next story is probably going to wish he knew how to do blinking telepathy. Oh, yeah? Yep. Because uh, this is this is another cougar story. Oh, okay. Now, this is for our local listeners. And there was a cougar attack here in Utah on August 21st in Camas, Utah, up in the Uinta Mountains. You were just up there. Yeah. Like, you might have been That's... up there the day before this. What week was that? Or when was that? 21st? 21st of August? Yeah. Yeah, we were the week before. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we were the week before. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think yeah. you were. And so the Uinta Mountains are about two hours from Salt Lake City and about an hour-ish from Park City. All right, so we meet uh, Cody Hardman, and he went to go uh, hunting elk hunting on opening day and he's using a bow so he's bow hunting cody is out walking looking for an elk but instead comes face to face with a cougar cody tried scaring the cougar away but the cougar would come close then leave come close then leave Mm. it comes back and is about 10 feet away crouched ready to attack whoa so maybe Cody should have just blinked a bunch and maybe you would yeah. got it, maybe calmed it down. I don't know. But Cody barely had enough time to pull his bow back Ooh. and shot an arrow at the cougar. But he missed. Oh. And, the, <laughs> and the arrow went right between the cougar's legs. The cougar then immediately oh, uh, pounced on him, <laughs> hitting Cody in the chest, knocking him to the ground and kind of clawing him up. But he, Ooh. but Cody stood his ground and fought back, which is what you're supposed to do, until the cougar backed off and went away. Gee. So, good for him. And not knowing if the cougar would return, Cody recorded a video message to his wife and kids saying that he loved them. Oh, man. So, he thought this was, he, this is serious. Gee. But uh, luckily for him, the cougar did not return, and Cody suffered actually just minor injuries. Oh, it's kind of a few scrapes and bumps. Okay. In fact, he actually met up with his father and continued hunting the, right after this. What? <laughs> oh, my yep. goodness. Yeah, that's true. And wow. So, yeah, he did what you're supposed to do. Try scaring it off and make noise, and if you are attacked, you've got to fight back. Gee. Unless you know feline telepathy, then you don't have to. Do, then you don't have to do much of anything but blink. Totally true, man. Totally true. And that's that's our first attack we've covered in Utah. And you know that's because there really aren't many of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not that many of them at all. Yeah. Okay, I got a story. You got a story? Yeah, I got a recent story. Well, oh, this right. one, yeah. This one. Well, this was in the summertime. Okay, so it's it. I picked it because it was odd, oddly titled. Okay. okay. A woman was mauled and killed by a pack of dachshunds. Dachshunds? Yeah, you know the dogs? Is that like wiener dogs? Yeah. What? Yeah. So you're like, hmm, what is this? I think this? I might have heard something about it. Okay, so yeah, continue. So there's this lady in Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. was outside of Tracy Garcia, outside of her home. She's viciously attacked by a pack of dachshunds. Of wiener dogs. Okay. It says it says they're yeah, it says they're all under forty pounds. Okay, so yeah, I'm like, okay. what in the world is? In the, and she ends up dying. What? Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking, what? How the heck could this be possible? So I looked at that. I, I did more research on it, you know. And Snopes has a little article on it. It's like she was 
attacked and killed, but they weren't purebred dachshunds. They're not the little tiny wiener dogs. I'm thinking of like wiener dog. Yeah, it was a They were all mixes. Like pit bull? Well, it originally said there was a pit bull, but they were incorrect. But they're not sure. They're just terrier mixes with dachshunds. One of them was a collie terrier mix, you know. But I guess there were seven dogs total. And they just, they were infested with fleas and ticks. And so they must have just been angry or something. The, you know, the authorities believe they've been living out in the woods, but it was still odd. They attacked and actually killed her. Wow. You know, she died in the hospital. Seven? From, from her injuries. Seven yeah. wiener dogs. And one of them charged the cops when they showed up, so they shot that one. Okay. All the rest were euthanized. You know, yeah. You can't yeah. have something like that. But can't it's have a crazy pack of ravenous wiener dogs. I know. That doesn't, that's the picture that comes to your mind. Just these little tiny... Oh, yeah, I just, you know, it's like just like dying from chihuahuas. You're like, oh man, how does that? <laughs> I, I know. How does that happen? I, I don't know. You I'm bleed out of like, your toe or something. I'm thinking of the slinky dog in Toy Story. That's the dachshund. Yeah. Okay. But it's a, but they were mixes, so they were most likely bigger. Right. Okay. You know, and yeah, I, this is just still a crazy story, but yeah. That's great. Maybe die, ends up dying from it. I mean, that one's, it's funny. It's sad, but that one's funny. It's crazy, yeah. Oh. You'd you think you'd see it in a cartoon or something. Death from wiener dogs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, well, it's crazy. That was a good story, Dave. <laughs> Death by wiener dogs. Holy cow. All right. <laughs> let's, let's move on from that. <laughs> Death from wiener dogs. Yeah. All right. Let me tell our next story. Okay. <laughs> and it is about, it's not wiener dogs. <laughs> something much bigger than wiener dogs. Oh. It's a hippo. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You could probably put about mm, maybe 200 wiener dogs together. Yeah. They'll eat wiener dogs for breakfast oh, or yeah. lunch or dinner. You know. And this one happened on August 12th or 13th at Lake Navasha in Kenya. We meet two Taiwanese tourists. Uh, Chang Ming Chuang and his friend Wu Ping Ti. No, wow. I, I did not make those names up. You could not make those up. So you, but uh, Wu and Chang, the Wu Chang clan. <laughs> no, that fits. The, the two men were near the lake when they were attacked by a hippo. Chang was fatally bitten by the hippo and Ooh. killed. Wow. Uh, Wu suffered minor injuries. So lucky for Wu. Uh, A witness told the reporter they moved too close to the hippo to take a selfie. Well, I don't know if it was a selfie, but it was a photo. To take a photo. (laughs) I swear, photos are like the number one reason dumb tourists die from animals. They really are. But when they got too close, the hippo turned and attacked them. Wow. Hippos are one of the last things you want to get close to. Like, less than a bison that we covered. But every source I've read out there says that hippos kill around 500 people a year. Wow. That seems high, but every source was says... You can feel a podcast, or you can feel your whole podcast just Just a hippo tag podcast. But that's what they say. And so, I need to do more research on it, but they kill more than any other mammal out there. Yeah. The, the only things that kill more are, like, snakes and mosquitoes. See, those are mammals. Yeah. No, yeah, the only other That's things. Crazy. So hippos are the number one mammal, and they're extremely 
territorial and weigh over 3,000 pounds. Wow. And if you think about it, you know, you, when you see pictures of them, their teeth are just, they're just, a, oh, they look like a round thing, you like know? Like rhino horns. So it's not like a serrated canine or anything, you know? No, they're not. And But, okay, that's not all. Earlier that exact same day, a local fisherman was killed just a few miles away in the same area. Whoa. The fisherman was bitten across the chest, and he died minutes after he was retrieved from the lake. Wow. So it was two different hippos responsible for the separate attacks. Gee. And these are the fifth and sixth hippo-related deaths in the area this just this year. Wow. It's believed they are very dangerous right now due to high waters that have forced them into new pasture areas. Huh. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I actually just watched a video of a hippo attacking a boat. And these guys were fishing. And there, there's a couple of white guys. Uh, th- these two guys were fishing in a good-sized boat. Uh-huh. Like, not a small boat at all. And the, <clears throat> the good-sized boat, and it hit a, the hippo hit the boat a lot harder than I would I expected it to. Mm. And it made the guys fly into the air. Whoa. And it, luckily they didn't fall into the water. And one guy hit the railing really hard, but in the end they were okay. okay. But I'll have to show you the video because this hippo just nails this boat and they just boom. Go Gee, what kind of boat was it? How big? Uh, it was a big boat. Like, oh. not... Uh, it was a good-sized boat. Like, bigger than our speedboat. Like a houseboat kind of size? No, or? it was more like a pontoon. Oh, okay. It's more, more something like that. But it was good size, and this hippo hit it hard. They are extremely powerful. Gee. So, we're going to definitely do a hippo episode no, sometime. We'll have to now, yeah. Sooner rather than later, too, because after seeing that video and reading this story, I, I'm kind of into it, so... I think that's going to be one that happens pretty soon. Yeah. And I want to find out if they really do kill 500 people a year. That's, that's so crazy. many. Yeah. That's uh, that's just so many. And two deaths in one day, different hippos, really puts over how dangerous these animals actually yeah. are. I mean, Wait, was it kills or was it, or was it, or was it deaths or was it two, attacks? No, two kills. Two out of the 500. Oh, 500 deaths. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they kill that many people. Gee. So we we got to do some more looking into on hippos because I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. We got to see if they. I heard that before we even started this podcast, but I didn't think. But now I really now I've seen it from multiple sources. We got to check it out. Yeah. So hippo episode will be coming soonish. I'm okay. I might I might put that. It was on my list, but I'm gonna put it forward a couple episodes because I want to get I want to get to this. Yeah. And hippos, they can literally, I've, they can literally bite a crocodile in half. Oh my goodness! So think about what they could do to a human. Gee, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, let's move on from hippos. So this is going to be our last story this episode, and it's kind of a prelude to next week's episode. Okay. Okay. So we are going to Perth, Australia, and we are going to meet a little badass named Joel Canning. Okay. He is six years old. And what happened to him is just crazy. If you, Even if you think about it by the numbers, he was bitten by one of the world's most deadly snakes. Ooh. Twice. Whoa. In one week. And he's six? He's six. Jeez. Twice in one week. Oh, my goodness. He was playing outside his home 
when he was bitten the first time. Then eight days later, he was bitten again by the same species of snake on the same street. Whoa. The type of snake is a western brown. It's a very dangerous and venomous snake in Australia. So Joel's mother, Pippa, said after the first bite, Joel came in and said he had a question. Joel asked, if you get bitten by a venomous snake, do you go to heaven? <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. That's you're kind, of, kind of messed up in a way, yeah. right? So Joel was actually smart and he didn't panic. As that doesn't speed up the venom, if you if your heart starts pumping, it's gonna yeah. speed the venom up. So you you gotta stay calm. Uh, I mean, it's gonna get to you eventually. Yeah. But uh, he then collapsed and was convulsing oh. before his parents rushed him to the hospital. Jeez. And he survives. Oh man! So he survives, obviously. And then eight days later, he survived once again. He was bitten, and this is the reason why he might have survived this one is thanks to the still having anti-venom in his system from the first bite. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Joel was also lucky that the hospital is located at the end of his street. Oh, wow. Okay. So just minutes away from his house, Jeez. and they had stocks of the anti-venom. Uh, for the Western brown snake. So wow. maybe more lucky ass than badass. <laughs> you might be developing an immunity now. He, he really See, might be. Maybe so. they had to just stock it up. You know, like, can I get a prescription for, for this? Yeah. Can I get some anti-venom? <laughs> yeah. You've only got two refills left. <laughs> so like I said, uh, this story is a prelude to our show next week. And Dave, what we're going to be talking about next week is the Black Mamba. Ooh. Black Mamba and other uh, dangerous snakes in Africa. So get ready for lots of venom and lots of death next Ooh, week. Slither on I've got, back here. I've got a couple. I've found at least two stories that we're going to use. Okay. So we're going to go over all about the Black Mamba, a couple other snakes, and go into some stories. I like okay. when we do that with yeah. a certain specific animal. I, those are, I think those are my favorite episodes sometimes. Um, so that's going to wrap up our... Second edition of recent animal stories and attacks. I know there was there was a lot more, but we just don't have a time for all of yeah. these stories. I mean, we'll we, we covered what eight or nine today, and there was a couple more that I thought were pretty good, but they didn't make the cut. Uh, maybe we'll do a bonus episode and tell a couple of those. Yeah, sometime yeah. we might do that with some bonus episodes sometime soon. Um, but I hope everyone enjoyed it, Dave. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I like like freaking wiener dogs man <laughs> would not be cool like how did your like if you had a buddy who's like how did your friend die wiener dogs wiener like, dogs got him the kind you eat or <laughs> way like he ate too many wieners <laughs> yeah <laughs> was, yeah that'd be crazy all right <laughs> so if you did enjoy it i enjoyed this one let us know and let us know by going on to iTunes. Give us five stars. Say something nice. Make me feel like I'm doing a good job. This is hard work. Matt, you're doing a good job. Thank you, Dave. Because I really I really do enjoy doing this show. And so you, Dave, right? Yeah. And if, if you guys can't tell, Dave is like one of the nicest guys in the world. Oh, and shucks. I'm kind of an asshole. 
So <laughs> without Dave, I'd be even more of one. So I think we kind of mesh well. Yeah. That's a good mesh up. You do great. I'm going to get you to swear sometime. <laughs> and so what you can do, you can also like us on Facebook and Instagram. I need to I need to get us a Twitter account too. Oh, yeah. Okay. As soon as I know how to use it. I don't. I don't use Twitter either. I've, so i got to figure something else out for it. I gotta figure out how to use it, so I'll do that. (laughs) So, if you or someone you know has a cool animal story, or you want to tell us something, ask us a question, you can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Anything else to add, Dave? No, I think that's good. Alright, well, me and Dave are gonna go find out if feline blinking telepathy works. We're gonna go test this out on your cat right now. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll let you guys know how that works. But this is the (laughs) Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye.